I sit alone in my four cornered room staring at candles. Oh, that shit is on? <laughs> Let me drop some shit like this here. At night I can't sleep. I toss and turn. Candlesticks in the dark. Visions of bodies being burned. Four walls just staring at a nigga. I'm paranoid sleeping with my finger on the trigger. My mother's always dressing. I ain't living right. But I ain't going out without a fight. See, every time my eyes close, I start sweating. And blood starts coming out my nose. It's somebody watching the act. But I don't know who it is, so I'm watching my back. I can see him when I'm deep in the covers. When I awake, I don't see the motherfucker. He owns a black hat like I own. A black suit and a cane like my own. Some might say take a chill, B. But fuck that shit. There's a nigga trying to kill me. I'm popping in the clip when the wind blows. Every 20 seconds got me peeping out my window. Investigating the joint for tracks. Taking my telephone for text. I'm staring at the woman on the corner. It's fucked up when your mind's playing tricks on ya. China's social credit system has arrived in America, authored by Simon Black via SovereignMan.com. As a journalist in China, Li Hu was no stranger to punishment. For reporting on corruption among government officials, Hu was arrested, accused of fabricating and spreading rumors, and fined. But then one day in 2017, he suddenly found that he was unable to buy a plane ticket. The system just rejected him. He also found that he couldn't purchase certain train tickets. Then he discovered he was unable to acquire a loan from any bank and for even forbidden from buying property at all. Eventually, Li Hu discovered his name on a government, quote, list of dishonest persons subject to enforcement, end quote, and there was no obvious way to appeal the designation or have his name removed from the list who was one of the early victims of the Chinese social credit system, which blacklists citizens who are found to be untrustworthy in the sole discretion of the Chinese government. Others on the list have been prevented from renting certain apartments, holding particular jobs. They've even had their bank accounts frozen. Sometimes all it took to become blacklisted was an accusation from a disgruntled business partner or a social media post critical of the government. It's almost like an official version of the Twitter mob's habit of canceling people for wrong think. The Twitter mob may be easy enough to ignore for most of us, but now it's become even more mainstream to purge U.S. residents who have bad social credit. For example, PayPal has announced an inquisition in partnership with the Anti-Defamation League to research funding for extremism on its payment platform. PayPal and ADL will focus on further uncovering and disrupting the financial pipelines that support extremist and hate movements. In addition to extremist and anti-government organizations, the initiative will focus on actors and networks spreading and profiting from all forms of hate and bigotry against any community. That is so vague. So vague. Extremist. Anybody can be labeled an extremist or a hate movement. 
anti-government organization. What's an anti-government organization? That could be anything at this point. Anybody at this point, right? And bigotry against any community. I mean, everybody is so, how would you say, easily triggered these days? Making accusations like that be very, very, very easy. So, this is PayPal. Pay PayPal and the Anti-Defamation League are, are linked up, holding hands, right, to uh, uncover and disrupt financial pipelines <laughs> that support extremist hate movements, anti-government organizations. Fucking ridiculous. They are extremely vague. Yeah, I just said that. I'm reading this for the first time, everybody. I, I hope everybody's having a good evening, morning afternoon wherever you are i'm just trying to get articles out as much as i can as i see them there's a lot of relevant stuff and you know sometimes i i, I come across things and i leave them up forever i i have one about darpa's implantable pharmacy or whatever the hell this was i've had this up since may implantable pharmacy controls your sleep uh yeah i've been wanting to read that one for a couple months it's just so much but right now uh this is the most relevant right now so let's continue twitter uh, let's go back, let's go back. Yes, they're extremely vague about exactly what they will consider extremist content, but we have some idea. The New York Times, for example, considers the word freedom to be an anti-government slogan. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. According to a recent article on the protests in Cuba, so the word, quote, freedom is an anti-government slogan. Yeah, if you're in a communist country, I guess it would be. I guess it would be a communist government and you issue the word you you say freedom that is anti-communist government let's let's be correct new york times what a rag i wouldn't even wipe my ass with you at this point seriously seriously pathetic pathetic that all these organizations and media and pundits and that these people are given a platform day in and day out and and the fodder feed on it they feed on it they just feed on it. Twitter considered it hate speech and banned a Spanish politician for tweeting, quote, I knew this was coming, a man cannot get pregnant. That's hate speech, people. Hate speech. Oof. They don't want to hear what I have to say then. But I don't really tweet shit out loud. I, I made the mistake of tweeting some stuff a while ago. And it wasn't even bad. It was just like, yo, you know, you're born with a dick. You're not going to be a female no matter what you do to yourself. I was just being real. Um, and yeah, woo, I got swarmed, I got swarmed, and it was sad, it was really sad, because the, most of them were young kids, most of them were in their 20s, and they really, really believed that what I said was hateful, it wasn't hateful, and what I said to them was, oh, who told you to hate yourselves, who told you that being born with a dick or vagina was, is there something wrong with that, who told you, who told you that? Right? Who taught you how to hate yourself, number one? And number two, understand that this whole agenda, these doctors, these, quote, psychiatrists and psychologists, they're taking advantage. They're taking advantage of the self-hatred. And, and not just, you know, the transgender group, but a lot of people they take advantage of because that's, that's what they're good for. But as far as the transgender stuff is concerned, you know, right away it's bigotry and hate speech. To, to sit there and look deep down inside and explore, like, this is not this is not good behavior, okay? Wanting to mutilate yourself and taking hormones and doing whatever the fuck you think it is that's going to, quote-unquote, make you happy. 
No, it's, it's really no different than injecting yourself with heroin. It's just no different. You're abusing yourself. You're abusing yourself, anybody who does that. But they don't understand that that is self-abuse because, again, these quote-unquote scientists, right, these motherfuckers are really just taking advantage of their confusion and they sew and they weave a tail and they sell these kids, man. They, 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 they sell them dreams. They sell them a dream. And yes, we can... We can give you what you want. You really feel like a female? We, we, we can make you a female. We can make you a female. Come come with us. It's really just twisted. It's fucking twisted. And, and these people who are sitting there screaming that it's hate speech, you have no idea. These people have no idea how, how badly they are truly being victimized. They're victimizing themselves. All right, so Twitter considered that hate speech. A Spanish politician said a man cannot get pregnant. No. No man. A man, a, a biologically born dude with a penis, cannot get pregnant. That is correct. If you protest lockdowns, you are an extremist putting lives in danger. If you burn down police stations and flip cars in the name of social justice, you are a mostly peaceful protester. And these days, anything from the okay hand gesture to cheese is considered racist. PayPal is not going to keep this research to itself. It intends to be the tip of the social justice warrior sphere. Quote, the intelligence gathered through this research initiative will be shared broadly across the financial industry and with policymakers and law enforcement. So the big banks will be able to use the same intelligence to blacklist extremists peddling hate speech. Just last month, Wells Fargo closed the accounts of two different conservative activists without explanation. In 2019, J.P. Morgan Chase did the same thing. And the CEO of alternative social media website Gab had four banks in four weeks ban the company's account, allegedly because the platform harbors, quote, extremist content. It's amazing how they can't bankrupt the... Uh, child child porn right they can't they, ne they never bankrupt the child child porn right that, that, there's always money flowing into that what else you got the illegal arms because you know what these social platforms uh they are a haven for a lot of illegal activity we're not just talking extremist content okay uh running drugs running guns running people you don't think that these social media platforms Right? But no, no, they don't go after those people, right? Oh, no. They go after you if you have the nerve to talk about freedom or just call shit the way it is. All of this looks eerily like a backdoor for a Chinese-style, quote, social, social credit system in the United States. And I've mentioned this before uh, about a month and a half ago. They've already started that. Check yourself out. MyLife.com. What's the other one? Spokio.com. Search yourself. Google yourself. See what type of shit. I and mean, again, the more connected you are to social media, the more you, they will have a profile on you. But the, I believe it's mylife.com. Oh, they give you a number. They give you a number and they tell you who your neighbors are and what your neighbors have been up to. Oh, yeah, this one. This one has, a, uh, you know, uh, stuff on file. Uh, what, are they, what, what do they, they tell people? Potential criminal history, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, they get people's arrest records. They get everything. 
They get everything. So-and-so went bankrupt. So-and-so got jailed. So-and-so got arrested. Oh, you and they live over here two doors down from you? They'll tell you it all. And if you want to look for the social media, you can find that too. And people have no idea that these profiles are being built on multiple websites about them. And they're already being scored. They're already being scored. All right, so let's continue on. So all of this looks eerily like a backdoor for a Chinese-style social credit system in the United States. Vaccine passports are an obvious example. If certain people have their way, the unvaccinated will be unable to board an airplane and banned from restaurants. Some people even say the unvaccinated should lose their health insurance for making an unpopular personal health decision. Yo, man, this is just so twisted. It's just beyond my comprehension. And this is why I'm having a hard time. You know, this is why I'm having a hard time just reading. I mean, I want to read these articles, but I don't want to read these articles because, man, I just want to break things. I just want to break people. Seriously, I just want to hurt people, and it's not even funny. It's not even funny. During the pandemic, governments across the world set up reporting systems to rat out your neighbors for having family over for the holidays. Yes, 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 bad citizen. Over right near me, they had fucking drones flying overhead. This is around Halloween. Uh, people were having parties, and they were like, don't, they were telling people, they were worried, don't have parties, don't gather. I mean, just craziness. Uh, over in New York City, the parks, uh, some outdoor park, there was a drone flying overhead, reminding people social distance, six feet apart, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they unleashed Spot, the Boston Dynamics robot in the Bronx, uh, supposedly to defuse the situation. I think it was like a hostage situation. Uh, they took Spot off the street, but they, you know, they got Spots. They're, they're putting Spots in the cities across America, slowly but surely. Uh, you don't think that those things are going to be equipped with uh, biometric scanners or read your temperature or whatever the fuck they got going on. Huge buildings, they're putting scanners in front of the buildings. Oh, they touch free uh, temperature. I mean, they're they're invested in this. These certain cities, like my communist uh, uh, state, otherwise known as uh, New York, they are heavily, 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 heavily investing in, in, in a lot of things in in order to keep this charade going. They really, really are. And uh, I don't know. It, 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 like I said, at the, at the end of the day, I read this stuff to keep you guys up to date. It doesn't fucking matter to me. It doesn't matter to me. My time is coming. And it's coming soon. So during the pandemic, the governments across the world set up reporting systems to route out your neighbor for having family over for the holidays. Bad citizen. Vermont's governor even asked students to snitch on their own parents who might have invited extended family over for Thanksgiving 2020. And I've mentioned this plenty of times before that the goal of the government and the public school system is to turn children against their parents. And uh, this is this is just another perfect example here that the, the governor of Vermont asked students to snitch on their own parents. Like, really? Like, the fucking pedophiles. The fucking kitty diddlers. Like, I don't know if this guy in particular is a kitty diddler, but a lot of these motherfuckers are. Um, you know, hey kids, you know, do 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 us a solid. Do your buddy the governor a solid and let us know if your parents are breaking rules. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. These people need to be beat. And now the U.S. government is leading the charge. With the help of the big tech companies, of course. By providing new easy ways to report your radical friends and family to the government. What exactly constitutes radical? Anything they don't want you to do or believe. I just want to see it. 
U.S. government is leading the charge with the help of big tech companies. I just want to click on this. I'm I'm gonna go back to that in a second. There's only like two paragraphs left, so we're gonna we're gonna go back in a second. So what exactly constitutes radical? Anything they don't want you to do or believe. This is the problem when a just just a handful of powerful centralized institutions controlling society. This is the problem when just a handful of powerful centralized institutions control society. And it is the reason a solid plan B gives you options to ensure that you're not entirely reliant on one country's government, one country's banking system, or one country's public health policies. The author states that he is actually an optimist and that he has strong hopes that humanity will overcome authoritarianism as it always has before. Listen, author. I forgot who you are, who I'm reading today. Uh, Simon Black. Listen, Simon. Listen, I know you have hope. But you're, you're of an older generation. I'm, I'm guessing you're in your 50s, Simon. And that's why you still have hope and that's why you're an optimist. And um, listen, Simon. You, you have strong hope that humanity will overcome authoritarianism. Maybe not here in the United States. Maybe other countries. But here, where it counts the most, these people are a bunch of dopes. They're a bunch of dopes, man. They're, they're just so few of us. They're so... We are in the minority. Maybe we are, maybe we are. I don't know. But it just seems a lot of people don't give a shit. And they're more than happy. They're more than happy. They have been more than happy. And, and, and they, as far as they're concerned, it's not enough authoritarianism. Not enough for them. So I'm not sure if humanity will overcome this. Or at least here in the United States. I don't know. I don't have that hope. But hope is a, not a course of action, he says. Optimism is not a viable strategy. To truly become more secure from threats like America's version of the Chinese social credit system, it's important to give deliberate consideration to plan B options that will put you in a position of strength. And uh, he, he does an investment blog, so I guess, I don't know, he didn't really say what these better positions were, but I'm assuming that it has to do with, uh, you know, more independence. He talks about the ultimate guide on gold and silver that you can download, blah, blah, blah. And, uh... Yeah, that's basically it. Let me just go back to the section where he says the, U the U.S. government is leading the charge with the help of big tech companies by providing new easy ways to report your radical friends and family to the government. So let's click on that. Let's click on that. Uh, this is July 7th. I, I, this must have slipped my, I don't know, my reading. It's trends and news. Maybe I did read it and I just forgot. Oh, he's in Mexico. All right, so new government program helps you snitch on your family members. This is via Simon Black. And funny enough, the, the, the Mexican president, let's see how long this guy stays alive, uh, was talking shit not too long ago about, uh, you know, the children and vaccinations and not really succumbing to the pressure. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, you know, some people have claimed that Mexico is a, um, it's kind of like a sanctuary. Maybe a sanctuary country. I don't know. We'll have to see. Elizabeth Packard disagreed with her husband on religion. While this might not seem like a big deal today, when you were a woman married to a preacher in the mid-1800s, it was a huge deal. Elizabeth became increasingly bold in stating her religious uh, opinions openly, as well as her anti-slavery views and support for abolitionist John Brown. So in 1860, her husband excised his legal right to have her committed to an insane asylum. 
Elizabeth spent three years in the asylum before being deemed incurable. She was released back to the custody of her husband who locked her in a room and nailed the window shut. Mm, mm, mm. See, this is what bitches do to people. I get it. I get it. It probably was just more about the religion, but yeah, women have a way of driving men crazy. And I say this very objectively because I'm not like most women at all. Um, yeah, but you know what? She probably earned it. He nailed the window shut. Mm, she probably earned it. But with the help of a friend, Elizabeth managed to take her husband to court over the confinement. A jury took only seven minutes to decide that she was healthy, sane, and deserved her freedom. Only seven minutes. Sadly, her case was not unique. The records from one mental asylum from the era still survive, and they show vast amounts of cases in which women were diagnosed as insane because they did not accept the prevailing views of society or of their husbands. We're, we're talking about the 1800s and even today, even today, um, currently, you know, the minute you don't accept the prevailing views of society, right? You're considered a conspiracy theorist, uh, right? Well, that, that's the big term. You're a conspiracy theorist. Um, what else? What else do they say? I can't really think right now, but, um, yeah, the minute that you don't accept the prevailing view, that they, they right away, oh, you're insane, you're crazy, oh, you know, uh, you're paranoid, or whatever the hell else that they tell people that they are, uh, the minute that they don't go along with the mainstream narrative, so that's, you know, I guess it's just fucking human nature for you, right, because this shit has been going on for hundreds of years, a common diagnosis was to rule a woman, quote, insane by religious fantasy, end quote, in other words, she did not believe in the exact same religious principles as our neighbors and family members. Behaving and thinking independently was more than enough to deem a woman crazy and totally ruin her life. They would have locked my ass up. Actually, nah, I probably would have killed them all. And everyone in her social circle, friends, neighbors, family members, and even her own husband was able to rat them out to authorities for their dangerous aberrant behavior. You'd think this sort of custom would have gone out of style a long time ago. I hate you when you do that, computer. You'd think this sort of custom would have gone out of style a long time ago, right? Um, I'll just go back because this is the whole point of the uh, article. Everyone in her social circle, friends, neighbors, family members, and even her own husband was able to rat them out to the authorities for their dangerous, aberrant behavior. So, like, you know, again... Friends, neighbors, family members, they go to the authorities for their dangerous behavior. Protect her from herself. She has an independent mind. You'd think this sort of custom would have gone out of style a long time ago. No, 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 no. It's just taking different forms. But thanks to a new program being developed by the White House, you too can soon report your, quote, insane friends and family members who don't express approved social views. How did I not find this? Recently, a senior White House official announced a, quote, national strategy for countering domestic terrorism. Here we go. Yeah, they, they're so full of shit. The fucking borders are wide open. We got gangbangers streaming in by the thousands. I have thousands and thousands of gangbangers in my region. Thousands, thousands. And they want to have and announce a national strategy for countering domestic terrorism. Fuck these people. And this new strategy includes programs for people to, quote, seek help from the government on behalf of anyone they, quote, perceived to be radicalizing. 
Their objective here is to prevent violence and domestic terrorism. They're full of shit. That sounds noble enough. But even ba basic truths about violence are completely tainted by ideology and politics. Angry, menacing rioters rampaging through the streets, torching cars, looting stores, and destroying property? They're mostly peaceful. Hence, this White House program doesn't apply to them. But the man who grabs a weapon to defend his family against those angry, menacing rioters? He's a violent radical who should be reported. Then there's Dr. Aruna Kalahani, who earlier this month lectured at Yale University. Oh, yeah, yeah about her fantasies of killing white people. I don't know if I read that one to you, but that shit was crazy. Again, though, she's neither considered radical nor potentially violent. Yeah, she not only read this to Yale University, it was like school of children's uh, medical, 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 children's medical health or some shit like that. It was some division of the medical school. And uh, this is what this woman was talking about. She had fantasies of killing white people. She was a speaker there. It was just wild. People are just so fucking disgusting. It's just wild. Again, though, she's neither considered radical nor potentially violent, so she doesn't fit into this new White House program. Saying, however, that a, quote, man cannot get pregnant, end quote, which was enough for Twitter to ban a Sp Spanish politician recently, is cons absolutely considered radical. The rules are terribly confusing, Fortunately, the U.S. government will be bringing the tech companies to monitor our behavior and keep us all in check. It's also notable that the federal government is spending boatloads of taxpayer dollars teaching U.S. government employees about critical race theory, which asserts that everyone is racist and that you are either a victim or an oppressor based on your skin color. This is just wild. It's just disgusting, all of this shit. I say this is notable because they don't spend those same taxpayer dollars on the principles taught by Martin Luther King. That is, that we should strive for a society where people are judged by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. But MLK's view is now considered outdated by the woke progressives in charge. And they even have the science to back up their assertions. For example, the Journal of American Psychoanalytic Association, Jesus Christ, Journal of American Psychoanalytic Association, published an article last month explaining that whiteness, yeah, here we go, quote, is a malignant, parasitic-like condition. Journal of Psycho... Let me just read this again. Journal of the American Psychoanalytic Association. These people do a lot of fucking drugs. I'll tell you that much right there. To come up with that name to even start with, these motherfuckers do a lot of drugs. I'm talking about, like, you know, crack and meth. Yeah, these people are on drugs. They explain whiteness because only people who are on those levels of drugs would turn around and call whiteness a, quote, a malignant parasite-like condition. Wow. Wow, just wow. And as we've all been told, you gotta trust the science. Now, being a white Hispanic myself, it's just wild for me to hear this whiteness being malignant, parasitic-like condition, because as a white Hispanic, especially where I grew up, I got fucking bias from all angles. I got bias from the Spanish people because I wasn't Spanish enough. I got bias from the white people because I wasn't white like them. Oh, my God. And it's just crazy. It, and it was shocking to me because I just, you know, I just did my business. I just wanted to be left alone. I didn't understand that I had to fit 
you know, oh, the, you know, Spanish people that, oh, I, you know, <laughs> I grew up listening to death metal and heavy metal and all sorts. Wait, I guess you want to call it white people music? We can call it white people music. Fine. We can, we can call it that. I don't care. But for what it's worth, that's what I was into. That's what I liked. And because of that, I just didn't fit in with, you know, category A. But then when I got older and I started working and, you know, unfortunately, pre predominantly white, uh, medical facility, I got, I got some shit. I got some shit. I definitely got some, and it was, it was shocking to me and it was surprising to me, but this thing is, it's, it's a regional thing. It's a regional mindset. It depends on where you go and who you associate with, because I can go to another country, I'm sure, uh, a, a Latin American country, and I probably wouldn't get nearly as much shit there for being a white Hispanic than I do here. Uh, in my region or, or wherever. It's just, you know, people are taught these poor mentalities that racism and, and, and bias, these are these are taught. These are things that are taught and reinforced by society and culture and, you know, all this drama about, oh, we want to be less racial and more equality. You know what? The more you talk shit about it, the more you're causing divisiveness. And and, and that and that's all I'm going to say right here. It's just, it's just fucking wild. Because it's like, you know, when people say whiteness is a malignant parasite-like condition, personally, I don't even know how I should feel because, you know, Spanish people rejected me. White people rejected me. So, like, I don't know. Are they talking about me? Do I qualify? Like, if I get a tan, do, am I disqualified from this? It's, it's a little confusing. And not that I really give a fuck what, you know, it means for me um, personally, but it's, it's just weird. It's just weird. Um, all right, so this these these Journal of Crackheads, the meth heads here, they're, they're talking about malignant parasite whiteism, and uh, you gotta trust the science. Uh, this is rapidly becoming the accepted social view, and any departure from this thesis is considered radical. It's ironic that most of the bureaucrats and politicians mandating this training don't have the first clue what they're talking about. Recently, General Mark Miley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, told Congress that teaching critical race theory and white rage to military cadets at West Point was important. Yet he simultaneously acknowledged that he doesn't know the first thing about critical race theory, referring it, referring to it as whatever the theory is. That's just great. That's just great. Yeah, let's let's teach this theory that we don't know anything about. Makes a lot of sense. And that pretty much sums up the institutional leadership these days in the land of the free. Politicians and government, business executives, and now even military generals are only concerned about appearances, not substance. They know nothing about critical race theory. They just want to give the appearance that they're doing something, especially when everyone else is doing the same thing. Just about every big company and organization from Coca-Cola to Disney to Major League Baseball to the Central Intelligence Agency has jumped on board the woke train and embrace these idiotic principles. Hardly a single so-called leader has stood up to say, quote, I agree there are problems to solve, but this approach is totally absurd and I'm not going along with it, end quote. These executives have too much to lose, power, prestige, and paychecks. So they fall in line and do what everyone else is doing. Standing apart from the crowd, risking your reputation and raising a voice of dissent takes courage something that is sorely lacking in political and corporate leadership. This weak, pitiful leadership is the reason why the entire woke movement has snowballed out of control. No one with any real power is willing to stand against it anymore. 
It's also the reason why looting night stores and rioting in the streets is seen as mostly peaceful. Yet anyone with conservative views is considered, quote, radical, worthy of being committed to a modern-day digital insane asylum that is censored by big tech platforms. Frankly, if history is any guide, the trend is most likely going to become much worse. But one day, it will subside. It may take years, but the woke Twitter mob will eventually run out of people to hate and start feeding on its own fanatics, like the Soviet Union. Sooner or later, the entire idiotic ideology will collapse on itself. And that's the end of this particular article by Simon Black, Sovereign Man. So we got a, what's the, what's the name of this government program again? It's some national strategy for countering domestic terrorism. And uh, let's see, I think there might be a press release here. I can read that really quick before I go. It's not opening. Uh, it's taking a while to load, so it may not be that important to read. It's a pref press bre briefing, but it can't be reached. Oh, here we go. Uh, background press called by senior administration officials on the national strategy, strategy for countering domestic terrorism. That's, uh, that's actually back in June 15th. This is actually long. Um, yeah, he talked about the release of the first national strategy for countering domestic terrorism. So it's the first national strategy. I'm going to see if I can just skim through this really quick. Blah, blah, blah. Since January 20th, the president has focused on addressing the elevated threat of domestic terrorism. I, I thought that we were, we've been doing that ever since 9-11. And he has been equally focused on ensuring that our efforts to counter it take place within the context of upholding American civil rights and civil liberties. They're so full of shit. They don't give two shits about liberties and freedoms and all this bullshit. So they, they asked, in order to get objective and fast at, in order to get an objective and fact-based review of the threats that we face, President Biden tasked the intelligence and law enforcement communities during his first week in office to produce a comprehensive assessment of today's domestic violent extremist threat. The goal underpinning that assessment was to establish a factual basics, basis about the risk that domestic terrorists pose upon what we could then formulate a strategy and an implementation plan for countering domestic terrorism. They found in an unclassified summary released in March, they found that domestic violent extremists motivated by a range of ideologies pose an elevated threat to our country in 2021 with racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists, extremists and specifically those who espouse, oh God, the superiority of the white race and anti-government militia violent extremists posing the most lethal threat. Yeah, because what, the BLM movement was funded by the government, right? So, oh God. Further, it found that violent extremists to promote the superiority of the white race have the most persistent transnational connections and may be in frequent contact with violent extremists abroad. Oh my God. Yeah, let's see what comes of this. It's very long. So... Uh, it talks about the Department of Justice and Federal Bureau of Investigation has implemented a new system to methodically, method, 
diabolically track. I'm sorry, I'm just like off today. Domestic terrorism cases nationwide. The Department of State, as well as the intelligence and law enforcement communities, will continue to learn more from foreign partners about the international dimensions of this threat. Um, it involves the prevention of domestic terrorism recruitment and mobilization to violence. I just want to see if they're saying anything about social media here. I'm just trying to... Uh, 77 million. Um, in addition, the Department of Defense is incorporating training for service members separating or retiring from the military who may potentially be targeted by those who seek to radicalize them. Huh. I'm, I'm looking to see if they're going to refer to anything specific. It says, one of the principal tools now at our disposal is our decision to join the Christ Church call to action to eliminate terrorist and violent extremist content online. This is an international partnership between governments and technology companies that works to develop new solutions to eliminating terrorist content online while safeguarding the freedom of online expression. The previous administration had decided decided against participation in this important endeavor and we determined that it was in our interest to join it and work collaboratively with countries that share our values and the private sector encountering those pernicious developments in which online platforms are used to promote radi radicalization and violence pillar three involves a disruption and deterrence of domestic terrorist activity the work of federal law enforcement as well as our state local tribal and territorial law enforcement partment partners is critical to countering domestic terrorism the u.s government will increase the support to these law enforcement partners in addressing domestic terrorism nationwide all right so it's said that it's going to work together with technology companies but it just did not specify who and uh, so again like i said this is very long i'm not going to dig too much into it but i was just hoping to find uh specifics but you know it is what it is and uh so that's basically it this is 36 almost 37 minute long uh this was a article written by sovereign man and uh bounced around and that's basically it we are here this was china's social credit system has arrived in america authored by Simon Black via SovereignMan.com. I hope you guys have a great evening, week, day, month, year, whatever it is, whenever you listen to this, uh, it is what it is, right? That's life. Have a great night. Okay.